Blog Talk Radio. One Love, One Connection, One Us. 
And tonight we are going to talk about are you living in a gilded prison? And I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. We had some technical difficulties. We were supposed to start at 7, but what is important is that we are here. And tonight, I, you know, it, it's us, the couple, the happy couple. Uh, King, how are you doing this evening? Happy, happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... When I when we when I came up with this idea for uh, the show of Are You Living in a Gilded Prison, um, one of the things that I had been observing um, quite often is that a lot of people are operating in a state of dysfunction um, when it comes to relationships, and they keep making the same errors over and over again. So. I wanted to, you know, I, I had, you know, when I was doing the show with Robin Harvey, you know, we would always talk about um, this. But um, I wanted to really get a deeper understanding as to the reason why people kept making the same um, same mistakes over and over again. And then when, you know, when a person keeps making the same mistakes over again, uh, another thing that I had observed is that in addition to making the mistake, then they make excuses as to why they should not pursue um, a relationship, uh, whether or not it's because, you know, all men are the same or all women are the same or, you know, I, I just seem to attract these women with drama and things of that nature. And oftentimes, what what we would always say is that, well, you know, if, if that seems to be the case, then you really need to take a look at you as to the reason why you keep drawing this experience to yourself. But, you know, through some research and also through a project that I myself am working out of, where I, I want to really get people out of breaking the habit of being themselves. And just so you know, there is actually a book by that name that um, that is partial. And, and the gentleman who wrote the book, his name is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a great deal about um, why people operate in a state of having um, a continual habit of doing the things that they do. Now, he was not necessarily talking about relationship. However, the the outcome for, for people making the same mistakes over and over again can be applied to all areas of your life, including relationship. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I want people to really be cognizant of is that you, when you get into that place of, of making excuses and, for, and, and being in that place of being hurt and not, I'm not trying to invalidate anybody's feelings about whatever their relationship experience, experiences may be, However, what 
I want um, people to really be aware of is that they have the opportunity to change it. However, it is going to take some work. So tonight, we are actually going to go a little bit into the reason that is, the reason why um, it is challenging to change and why there needs to be some work put in. Um, But before we do, what we're going to do is um, get ourselves prayed in, and we will be right back.
I do apologize. So, so what? Uh, so you, what was I? The the body's been conditioned. The body has been conditioned through these habitual thoughts that you've been that you've been having. And so when you make this declaration, the mind is going in one direction and the body is going in a, in another. And because you have the body, the mind. Um, working in in opposition the the let's just say the body is in and of itself the um in connection with the subconscious mind or is the subconscious mind and because because it is associated with the subconscious mind and is the subconscious mind that is the most dominant mind that's going to you know have the i guess you could say the i guess hardwired uh, effect on your habits. And, again, this goes for almost every area uh, of your life where, you know, if you keep getting into certain relationships and things of that nature, you have it. So so I guess the question is, um, and I, I think the best analogy that you can, to, can do for, um, can make for that is, just take for example the whole skill of actually driving. Like in the beginning, you have to think about looking behind you. You have to think about turning the signal, pressing pressing the gas, pressing the brake at the appropriate times, and then you get to a point where the body, the mind, just goes to sleep and the body starts doing those things automatically. You literally have to change you know, change the body as well as the mind. So, you know, what so we're gonna talk about a few of the things that, that people can do in order to break them themselves out of the habits of being themselves, um, in terms of in terms of relationships, since you know that is the main thing that we that we do here. So there are a number of things, and I, you know, yeah. Or King, do you have anything to add? Because I know that I, I, like I said, I I can kind of run on with this um, uh, with my conversation here. Why well, thank you, my dear. <laughs> I um would say that is a good idea to address the gilded cage conceptualization because I know you're getting ready to give us some of the points that can free us from it but some people don't recognize that they're in it so as we had discussion earlier, we went to look up the definition of gilded cage in and of itself because I've heard it several times, but I didn't quite capture the full meaning of it. I know it's a cage. That means it's got bars. So you're locked in. But the thing is, is you don't know that you're locked in. So, a person can live a life of luxury and feel as though things are extravagant 
and their own world, but it's disconnected from the rest of the world. And that disconnection can affect you emotionally as well as physically and psychologically because you're living in a world that is your own world that's not connected or attached to the world that is around you. And when I looked and gave thought to that, I saw where there's relationships that people are in. And in that relationship, they are so confined by the person that they are in relationship with. There's no conversation with other people. And there's no real relationship with people outside of the relationship because there is a possessiveness occurred in the relationship that one person feels not themselves because they are being in conformity to the person who has issues of the other person having relationships with other people where life in and of itself is nothing but relationships. We have relationships all around us, and they need to be balanced. And a person in a gilded cage has relationships, but they are imbalanced relationships outside of the person in which they're in a relationship with. And I use that as an example of um, one of the relationships I was in because initially it felt okay because it kind of showed me a sense of, you know, this cute aspect of jealousy, you know. You know, she don't want me to talk to nobody else, you know. Oh, she, she just, the waitress comes along and says, hey, babe, can I help you get what you want on this menu because I'm here to serve you? Oh, Lord, the waitress was just being friendly, but Lord have mercy. girl that was there listening to this was like, and you didn't put her in check? Did you see that she was making a pass at you? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's her issue. I'm with you. I'm not doing anything here. So you have the gilded cage aspect that is a relationship that's making you be locked into a relationship that's uncomfortable for both of you because of the insecurity. Then there's the gilded cage relationship or aspect of an individual who feels so comfortable in the way in which they're living their life, they can't allow a relationship inside of their own. So they have their self locked into their own experience. They don't want to have a relationship, even though they may say they want to have a relationship. But when they think about a relationship, they have a feeling of being invaded because they're so used to being alone. I guess that's enough conversation with that. Um, because there have been a few situations where 
I I I can recall even even with the, some of the people that we associate with, and I recognize that they were actually in a cage, um, and they were their their cage was well, you know, I don't want a relationship because because, you know, I don't want to go through the changes that are necessary to be in a relationship. Like uh the I think one of the people actually had said to said to me, how how did she put it? That the the whole makeup, the whole getting dressed and, and going out is that, you know, that she was really kind of really comfortable with being um by herself and that she didn't really want to put the time in. And then the other person that was there, um, yeah, yeah, this was during the women's meeting too. Yeah, yeah, this was, yeah, this was during the women's meeting that, that, that we had had at the church. And the other person had been hurt uh, so often that she, she was just like, I just, uh, you know, men, there are a whole lot of drama and what have you. And, the thing is, is that, you know, the beauty of, of life in and of itself is that you can have it the way you want it. I mean, if you want to be by yourself and that is the story that you want to tell yourself and you are absolutely definitely convinced of it, you can have it your way and the universe will make sure that nobody shows up or that all of the people show up in a certain way where they are the type of person who would be able to uh, that would that would hurt you or follow into that particular pattern and and yeah because you you know the gilded cages you have the opportunity to be right about everything in your particular experience and and the 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 other thing was that when I had called them on it I had called them on the fact that you have to realize that with that line of thinking that you're locking yourself into this particular paradigm of thinking, that with this line of thinking, you know, you're not leaving yourself flexible and open enough to the experience if it was, you know, if it was to actually come, you would not come to recognize it. And (laughs) this was something, you know, the neck, you know, and again, you get the opportunity to be right because their next response was, and this was something that the minister had had said, was that, well, you know, if I'm worth, you know, uh, it, you know, the well, what about the chase? Because the minister at the church had said something about about men liking liking the chase. Um, you know, if if you know if he wants me, then he would he would be full in and and want to break down that wall. Well, you know, and, you know, quite often a lot of times men, you know, that going through that drama to overcome that wall, how much would they have to overcome? And then, then you know, they would get into the the man themselves would probably get into a bit of a cage trying to break through that wall. So. Do you have anything to add? Do you have uh, anything to add to that? Yeah, what I'm saying is the concept of the self-fulfilling prophecy existing in that experience with the ladies as you were talking about what was happening in that communication process. And people 
develop their own cage and their own prisons, not realizing that they are living out a pattern and causing the universe to manifest a pattern for them. So they live almost in a sense of, I think one could call it developing their own reality during the reality of what they have been pre-programming themselves to exist in. Because there's some, what they say, some people love misery so much so to where you tear it away from them, they're going to be miserable anyway. Because they're in love with the experience of the misery. Well, maybe in, in this particular sense, since we're, we're talking about uh, habits or this these states being habits, they're actually addicted to the misery, not so much that they're in love with it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, do you think we should take a music break? Are you going to keep talking? <laughs> okay, family, so we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back.
Okay, and so we're back. So, you know, King, is there anything that you want to share with us before I I get a little bit into the things that people can do in order to break themselves out of their relationship patterns? No, I think we're doing fantastic. Thank you so very much. <laughs> no, you know, you're on there. No worries. Okay, so, so you know, these are some of the things that um, either I have actually tried uh, in the past, or I'm aware that people um, have done. And one of the things, you know that people should be cognizant of is that the one of the best ways in order to break themselves out of a habitual pattern is uh, meditation um, and visualization. But here is what I do suggest that people do in order to actually modify it so that the, that the changes start taking place uh, more quickly. And mind you, um, when I say that the changes are taking place, um, one of the things that I, I have learned is that it takes approximately, or let's just put it this way, all of the gurus talk about uh, change taking place within 30 days. Well, here's the thing. Because of what we explained earlier with uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza about the the thoughts uh, actually creating creating the chemicals that the body in and, in and of itself becomes addicted to, you actually have to um, break the addiction that your body has had because what tends to happen is that when you actually get into that place of changing your thoughts um, and changing the feelings in your body, you are actually starving off the body from those chemicals that have been made by the negative thoughts or the negative experiences that keep drawing those negative experiences to you. So you have to be in a state of mindfulness and continue to train yourself and continue to think about those things and continue to have positive thoughts. But one of the easier ways to allow this to happen in your visualization and your meditations to start asking affirmative questions. Affirmative questions I would suggest would be like, say, for instance, if you have an affirmation that says, you know, I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. That's one of my favorite ones from, from I think it's the Master Key by Charles Hannell. Um, but if, when you change that question that that affirmation into a question and ask, well, why am I whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy? Then what begins to happen is that the mind actually has to come up with some type of reasoning in order to make uh, make that, you know, in order to answer that. So you have the mind actually searching out uh, an affirmative reason why you are those things. And then what you do is in order to get the body involved in that process is that you start asking the body, well, what does it feel like when I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy? And when you pause for a moment and you ask the question of the body, 
the body, you will notice, will actually change up healing of itself, and you and you begin to move into that energetic arena of making that change in the body. So, you know, many of you may be asking, well, well, how can this be applied to relationships? And the question that you can say, ask yourself is, well, why do I deserve, you know, why do I deserve to, well, why, why am I in a loving relationship? And then ask your body, what does it feel like to be in a loving relationship where I am loved, honored, and respected? And then start that process of actually when you ask those questions, then and then ask yourself, well, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that taste like to be in a loving, loving relationship where I am, I am loved, respected, protected? And then start. And then what will begin to happen is that once you start that process of what that the what that uh, asking yourself those affirmative questions and then asking the body and then adding in the visualization of what that looks like. What you what you begin to do is you begin to, I guess, form new synapses within the mind that will that will draw that experience to you. And then what you're and you're also what you're also doing is actually breaking off those connections to those old old habits or those old chemicals that you have in the body. But here's the thing. It has to be a continuous thing and has to be for a place of at least 30 days so that you can start having what you would have, what I, that analogy that I made earlier before, where you are, it's almost like you're teaching yourself how to drive a car. And, and in that beginning, it's almost the same thing. In the beginning, you have to think about every single thing that you're doing as you're learning how to drive the car but after a while, you start running on automatic pilot, thereby creating the new, the new, you know, neuropeptides that will allow your mind to gravitate to those more positive, more positive experiences in those thoughts. So that is the number one suggestion that I have. Do you have anything to add? Well, I gave thought to a person having a response like, what if my body doesn't know what it feels like? And so when I thought about that, that would be a question of a person who hasn't really identified with knowing who they are because we are created beings to create. So we are the creator of our own experiences. So even if your body doesn't know what it feels like, maybe they had never had the experience of what happened, you can manifest consciousness to have your body understand what you would desire it to feel like. 
and manifest that consciousness so that it will be drawn to you. Well, well, this is actually something that that he had talked about as well. That even that even like most of the time, the reason why people have experiences that they yeah, through through the consciousness of affirmation for the most part, and and stepping away from the negative experiences, but feeling the emotion and the mood of what uh, affirmative, positive experience would be. Uh, absolutely. So uh, that that is, I guess you could say, that is, uh, you know, what I just mentioned earlier uh, for those who are just coming in. If you are wanting to draw in a new experience for yourself, uh, just understand that that there is some science behind why people are getting themselves, why people habitually attract to themselves the things that they attract. And so one of the things that I did right off the bat is start asking affirmative questions. Um, affirmative questions, for example, why, why, uh, why am I in a relation? Why am I in a loving relationship? What does that relationship feel like? And start the visualization process that would allow for that to take place. Now, um, number number two, um, and this is something that I've actually done. And, and uh, you know, I recommend chanting. Now, the reason why I actually recommend this, this, and this is sort of downloaded into me, but there are others who actually support this, what, what, um, what I'm about to share, um, is that the reason why chanting works is because it changes the vibration of your body. And because of the physical changes that take place within the body, the sound vibration causes a change in the neural synapses in order for you to rewire from where you were to another state of being. And so as you're chanting, there is sort of like this sort of energetic cleaning off of that old vibration that you may have been in um, in, order to, in order to draw that new experience into your, uh, into your present moment. Um, the specific chant that I'm thinking of right now is Aham Prima, and the translation of that is I am divine love. Now, do you have any suggestions or do you have a comment? You're hitting it on the head because that's the real deal. Divine love is the hit because people don't recognize that that's what real love is all about. And you have to lock yourself into the consciousness of understanding how positive that is. If what you're dealing with and you're calling it love is missing the positivity, divine love would manifest. Something's missing and you're making excuses to stay in it, which keeps you in a cage of an illusion that doesn't match the reality that you desire. Ba-bow, ba-bow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So number number three, you are so funny. <laughs> so, so the number three on my list is to write down and get clear on what your requirements are, what your needs are, and what your wants are. So uh, so in, in this particular instance, you're going to be drawing from your previous and and your requirements are going to be those things that are deal breakers that if, you know, if they do that particular thing, they, you know, you're not going to be in a relationship with them. So, for instance, you know, your deal breaker is the person has um, a criminal propensity. You know, if that's a requirement for you, go ahead and write that down. But that is something that's non-negotiable for you. You just, you can't handle that. Same thing with maybe, you know, um, if they are into recreational drugs. If that's a no-no, then don't go down that line. That person is automatically, you know, called, you know, they're automatically out. Um, Needs. Needs are those things that you're going to have to have in order for the relationship to be sustained. Uh, Say, for instance, mine is you know, my love language, and if you, you know, if the, the, Gary, the name of the gentleman's name is Gary Chapman, and he wrote this book called The Five Love Languages. It's a really, really great read for anybody who's in relationship. Um, and if you look, uh, look him up online, there is a test online that you can take in order to find out what your love language is. But mine is physical touch. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, um, sex, but that's something that's why I would kind of required for me or needed for me in order to be in a relationship. So, uh, another one may be um, spending quality time, somebody ha- who has a um, spiritual center that that is guiding them. These are things that you're going to have to need. If you don't get those things in the relationship, then, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, and wants are those things that you are flexible with, and and you know that that you would like to have them, but it's not an actual or you need or a requirement for you to have them. Uh, you let's just put it this way: you would not keep them out of the bedroom, or you would not you know like not have a relationship because they didn't do those or fulfill those particular things. Um, anything you want to add? Requirements are key when you understand who you are because a lot of times people fall into the pattern of being the person somebody else wants to be, somebody else wants them to be, you know. And so you can get yourself locked into a pattern of past experiences thinking that you are operating out of the past experiences, creating a new experience, but you're actually recreating the same old experience. So when you observe your life's lessons, because that's what life is all about, the lessons of learning as we go through each and every experience, we proceed out from the past experiences in an orderly sequence of growth because that's key. 
be aware that your whole life experience is a growth process. You are evolving from one level to the next because that's what life is about, growth and development. And a lot of people get caught up in the rut and they don't grow, they don't develop, and they allow themselves to evolve. And oftentimes that could be because they're still caught up in the same mindset or in the same relationship of which they need to, they, because they have already evolved, they choose to stay caged because they're locked into a pattern with somebody that no longer fits their their needs, their their growth and development. It's 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 almost like a, what came to me the other night when I was asking to say, you know, are you living life for your benefit or your detriment? Because sometimes we'll live life for somebody else and we won't grow. I say, I say. So, and and here's uh, the reason why we, we suggest that that you, you know, write down your requirements, your needs, and your wants is so that you have a better understanding of yourself and you have a better understanding of what it is that, that you are needing and that you are wanting and so that you don't get into that space of actually compromising uh, or get into that space of, like, uh, like getting into a relationship with the person and seeing how they fit and then finding out that they don't fit. The, the list actually provides you with a sort of a, I guess you could say, a guide as to whether or not um, the individual that you are considering is considering um, is well suited for it. And then we're not, one of the things is, is that you also want to be in a place of, of, you know, I guess you could say sort of be easy about the whole dating process and not having the expectation that this one person right here, right this moment is going to fulfill all your needs. You're just, you know, just you, you need to sort of be kind of relaxed and ease into it. And also this, again, this is all, allows you to have a deeper understanding of yourself. Now, the next one that I recommend, which is number four, is forgiveness. Now, here's a thing. Um, you don't want to necessarily uh, bring your old baggage into your new experience. If you're still carrying around that hurt, and you're still carrying around, like carrying around that weight from those previous experiences. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that people who have that type of baggage have those, have these walls built up that um, that people are not capable of climbing over. And you may also be in a place where you actually sabotage the relationship that could quite possibly be that healing relationship that could be that 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 person that you could be connected to, but because you are so caught up in those past experiences, you've brought them into your present um again, you know we actually kind of talked about this uh earlier with 
with uh, those particular thoughts that, uh, that you had in the past. So um, one of the particular, I'm going to actually suggest a tool that's actually sold by Dr. Uh, Mitchell Gibson called Release Men. And uh, his website is www.tybro.com, that's T-Y-B-R-O.com, and it is actually an audio recording. I actually use it, and, and just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you decide to actually purchase that particular product, give yourself at least two hours to process that. Because the meditation, it can put you, you know, can put you to sleep. Um, but what happens is he, he actually goes into a little bit of detail in the audio recording where he says that what begins to happen is that when people have traumatic events, um, be it in a relationship, be it in any area of their life, uh, what happens is that the that those memories develop start developing like clusters in the in the mind and so what has to happen is that they have to be in that place of actually releasing that energy so that it is no longer in their space and it it does work i've uh, there there's been quite a few things that i have been working on in terms of forgiveness and after i did the meditation i did actually experience some relief and, and do you have any suggestions for any type of forgiveness work that people can do? It's key to forgiveness really takes place inside of you. Forgiveness takes place within yourself. People cling unnecessarily to negative thoughts and emotions which allows their mood to be funky, you know, and it allows their attitude to be stank. And they think they're going around okay, but they're not because they're funky and they stank because they haven't did the work to forgive within themselves. Because, you see, what, what, I'm, what, I, what I have learned um, through the, the, the divine intervention, if you will, is that the forgiving process is exchanging the funky and the stank for the things that are beautiful, the things that are fragrant, you know. It's like cologne or perfume. You know, you can buy some of that stuff that's funky and stank to somebody else. But when it's like the pure essence of a, a real flower as opposed to some kind of uh, synthetic that is made in a lab, I can tell the difference, okay? So, I mean, really, there's some, some, some women, <laughs> no offense, lady, but there are some women who will go around with some synthetic cologne, perfume on and because it's not natural, because it's not that pure essence of what God had created, it don't smell right. 
and, you know, if you're with me, I'm going to let you know. But if you're not, I just want you to keep going because I don't want that smell, you know, around me like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but forgiveness is, is a real, is, is a, is a real, a real experience. And a lot of times a person will think that, well, I have to forgive that person for this, that, and what have you. No, what you need to do is you need to exchange the attitude that you have towards that person and yourself because you are the one who are putting off that that negative energy. You're the one who has that, that vibration that's not really working out for everybody else. You know, relationships are about the beauty of interaction. If the beauty of interaction is there, then you're not doing your part in making a relationship what it ought to be. Okay, so uh, what what have been some of the ways that you've actually worked on forgiveness if and when you need to work on it? Recognize myself, how I'm feeling, because if somebody comes up in my space and I'm having an issue with them, I first tell myself, number one, they're not supposed to have any power over me. So how are they going to walk into my space and then my attitude, my mood is going to shift because of their presence? No, 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 no. If anything, when they come into this space, then if anything is supposed to change, because of my connection to the divine, to the love that's real, and strong and powerful, then it should be that individual who comes in that feels the expression of my love. And I should feel the expression of that love. So they shouldn't be able to come into a room and then all of a sudden, you know, my attitude is shifted. That means they have power over you. So you have to recognize where the power lies. And the power lies in love, not in hate and negativity. Okay. Okay, then. Um, now, if anybody has any questions or concerns, please uh, press the number one and please uh, add in your ideas about what can be done. So, uh, this is my fourth and final one, um, but I would say the fourth one that I your day. Um, one of the things that um, uh, Dr. Dispenza had talked about was that uh, people get the habit of, oh, it's number five. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, number five. Um, add a new activity in your day because people tend to uh, people tend to get into the state of being habitual and uh, habitual about certain activities, driving the same way every day, um, you know, um, going to the same coffee shop every day, doing the work the same the same way that they had done before. But there is a need for you to break up the pattern so that sensitive intelligence after you start doing all of this or doing these things that are suggested or at least doing one of the things that are suggested, uh, you want to allow intelligence 
or send a signal to incidental intelligence that you are willing to change up your pattern uh, in, in order for those new experiences to be brought in. And it's really simple and it's more of an esoteric, out of all of the things that I've mentioned so far, it's more of an esoteric um, uh, thing that a person can do, change up the pattern every day. Uh, say, for instance, you always go grocery shopping on on Thursday. We'll go grocery shopping someplace else on Thursday or go grocery shopping on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Something that will go ahead and break up the pattern of the way you normally do things because people tend to get into habits, and because they get into habits, it, again, it produces a chemical in your body that your body has gotten associated and used to but you are applying what you would call spiritual principles with just changing things up in your day. Uh, do you have anything to ask? Yeah, I'm glad she was talking. It came to mind this thing called hypnotic rhythm. You know, people don't recognize when they're hypnotized into a pattern or a rhythm of existence, but when... You, that change that you're talking about, you know, new activity, and try to incorporate it for a certain time frame. You know, see if you can hold to that activity for maybe 21 days. You know, um, try to develop a pattern that is consistent, so that you can feel your body shift. Because as you were speaking earlier, when you talked about chanting and the vibration that manifests itself in shifting the body's energy, so does changing your activities. It helps you evolve. Uh, yes, yes, beautiful. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another music break. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to talk with us, if you have anything to add, please go ahead and press one, and we will bring you on after the after the music. Made a wrong turn once or twice. Dug my way out, blood and fire. Bad decision. That's alright Welcome to my silly life Mistreated, please
read your poem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm still working on the title of this poem, but we'll say the poem is entitled Relationships. And the subtitle is You Miss the Point. So you best listen up. <laughs> I I put this poem together because people oftentimes have a confusion as to how they're supposed to show up in the world. You know? Mm-hmm. And that can be confusing, especially when you show up in somebody else's life and you don't know how to show up in the world, but you're showing up in somebody else's life and they kind of want some stability and relationship, but you don't even know who you are. That's some craziness right there, but that's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is this is the poem entitled Relationships. Relationship is what I want. Relationships I need. But first of these relationships is my relationship with me. Who I am, the who I am not, is bothering the heck out of me. When I can't figure what I want, whether or not I have a degree, it's family we try to build in these relationships we've got. As Satan works his trickery to destroy these loving knots, it's family ties that bind because love is true to the bone. But only if you recognize to whom your soul belongs. I love, yet hate. As time can't wait, as new birth comes quite fast. But in our di- in our days, the time does fly, for death too comes too fast. So on the side of living is the mark made in the dash, that dash between your birth year and the end of the days that have passed. A measure of time is all we each have of the beauty and love that makes each of those family which will never change, as God is creator of the frame of all things. Of such an equation, the relationship is, the realization is, family is all we've got. You're either here to build it up or tear it all apart. The ancestors of each of us have passed on into the next world. It's of them that we are family, as it's God who controls the worlds. So in your waking moments, make good of the time we share. For family is God's gift of love that we each must make aware to repair with care the tears. So forgiveness we all can wear as our garment of love in the heavens above, as our ancestors still do care. Because life doesn't have end in the eternal hemispheres. As long as you know that you belong to the Lord and that your relationship with him is clear. (laughs) 
just one day. 